Marvelites, you're listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 426. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. I'm Human Woman, Lorraine Sink. And I am James Moore Aguilar, JMI. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Hello. Oh, we're all together as a family. It's Wow, so nice. it's amazing. We did it. Yay. <laughs> uh, this Week in Marvel is a show where we talk about all the stuff happening at Marvel this week, whether it's news, new releases, fun stuff, uh, this week being the last week of the year, kind of, sort of, more or less. Uh, it, it's light on news, but heavy on fun. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Because we're all here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull back the curtain a little bit. Persia and Zach, our amazing producers, put a, a little title at the top of every episode. I love this one. Is And now... Good night, sweet listeners. <laughs> I just really like that one. It's, it's it's very much in the style of this week because we're wrapping up the year. We're going to yeah. pick some of our fave things that have happened over the course of the year. And uh, we appreciate all of you guys for listening with us all year long. Yeah, we're, we're just thankful for a real gangbuster of a year, 2019, for all of us. Uh, and especially for me, having been doing the show for eight years, bringing both Lorraine and, and James, both of you, on board this year has made the show so much stronger. Thank you, man. It's been nothing but a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Both of you guys. And coming up on this episode, Flu Leborg, a hilarious comedian with a great German accent who will be <laughs> with us later on in the episode. But now we're going to talk about things we're hyped about, including news, colon. There's a moderate amount of things because everybody's, you know, taking a break. Yeah. yeah. We're it's really about the new comics that are out this week. The biggest one is Incoming. We talked a little bit about it last week because it leads into Empire, the big storyline that's going to yes. be coming yes. in 2020. You know, it's funny. We usually have anywhere from like 17 to 24 issues that come out. But this week, four issues came out. Wow. They're all our favorites of the week on Marvel's pull list, our sister show. It is Incoming, Doctor Strange number one, yes. Spider-Ham number one, and Venom number 21. Doctor Strange, so very excited. Yeah, it's Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. Ooh. Yeah, it's okay. really good. And it's got the return of one of my favorite Marvel Hero slash villain characters, one of the few with like a paunchy bald guy with hair, like one of the like the hair that's <laughs> like around the back. Like a friar tuck situation? You know, almost a friar tuck situation and like a See, I call, that, I call that the George Jefferson Afro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, George Jefferson Afro. Uh, Dr. Druid is, uh, yes. is mentioned a little bit, so it's real cool. Uh, so that's the last comics of the year, but... You know, there's still stuff for us to talk about, like this week in Marvel history. This is our final this week in Marvel history. Oh man! I know. I've wow. I've, I've learned so much putting these together. I'm like bummed. I'm not gonna have a reason to do very, very, very specific research. Except I do have a reason. I'll be doing very specific research about something else, which we're gonna start next episode okay. uh let's dive into things we are talking about the week not even a full week december 27th through the 31st across 80 years of history i'll kick things off with december 29th 1951 because spellbound number one launches on this date and runs for 34 issues until february 1957 it begins as a really cool gnarly supernatural horror suspense series and becomes a more comics code authority friendly suspense title after a few years but this first cover by Saul Brodsky has monster hands coming off from the side, reaching for a horrified guy who's in a coffin. And then there's a big caption on the cover that says, step into my coffin. It rules. <laughs> I love it. I'm just thinking of that song, step into my office, baby, now. Um, 
Next up, December 27th, 1955, Journey into Mystery number 33 features, as best as we can tell, Steve Yitko's first story for Marvel. Wow. Flee, flee, Yeah. Wow. back. It's about a bitter inventor dude who laments the willy-nilly financial spendings of his ancestors and the machine he creates to look into the past and kill people. <laughs> he he kills his own ancestor with a button and he's like, finally, I did it. Now the money's all mine. I'm like, the science here doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then he slowly disappears. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. December 30th, 1980, Siren debuts in Spider-Woman number 37 by Chris Claremont and Steve Leiola. Siren, daughter of Banshee and cousin to Black Tom Cassidy, would, from here, go on to be a mutant hero, a member of numerous X-teams, but she begins in this issue as a villain assisting Juggernaut and Black Tom in a vibranium heist and just beating up Jessica Drew. Like, the three of them just team, like, how is she going to handle Juggernaut, Black Tom, (laughs) and Siren? It's terrible. Juggernaut by himself is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. December 27th, 1983, Magic joins the New Mutants in New Mutants number 14 by Chris Claremont and Sal Buscema. She helps fight back the demon Sim after he attacks the team and attempts to bring her back to limbo. The story has a very sweet ending with all the kids and the professor. That's pretty cool in the 80s books. Uh, December 27th, 1994, the age of a Apocalypse event begins in <laughs> X-Men Alpha Number 1 by Scott Lobdell, Mark Wade, Roger Cruz, and Steve Epting. In the lead-up previous to this, Legion Quest, that storyline had Charles Xavier's incredibly powerful mutant son Legion go back in time in an attempt to kill Magneto and alter history for the better. But instead, Legion kills Xavier, Eesh. altering history. So Apocalypse takes control of America, setting up a major dystopia. The story was shocking and exciting and full of returns, new alliances, surprises, and more. And, you know, it's hard to like imagine now because the hype cycles for everything mm. are so intense and like information is given so early. There was a teaser image for Age of Apocalypse, which was a like a two-page spread of really cool silhouettes, yeah. like painted, and you you could kind of tell that look like Wolverine. Who are all these characters with like fl- like really messed up? And you're like, what is this? And it, you didn't know until you kind of you know maybe you read Wizard or you got the book in your comic shop. There was like this big surprise. Everything changed, and you didn't know if this was going to be the new norm. It was wild. Yeah. It's amazing how different it was only a decade ago because we didn't have social media and the surprises and the, the leaks that get out. We didn't know. Whatever happened just happened. You didn't go to your Prodigy message board and get on <laughs> dial-up and wait for three days for someone to respond? Right. It's like AOL. It's like, what's about to happen? I got. I can't leave mom. I got three days left. You know, so. And then December 29, 2004, New Avengers number two by Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch. Chaos has erupted across the supervillain prison the raft after Electro blew it wide open last issue. Foggy Nelson convinces the Sentry to help, takes carnage, flies into space, and rips the serial killer with a symbiont in half. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's 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 a lot. I yeah. the the Sentry carnage sequence is one of my favorites because <laughs> there's no dialogue. Sentry just pops out and Carnage is like, yeah, <laughs> and Sentry just grabs him and flies, punching him. You can you hear yeah. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Flies into space, rips him in half, looks around, flies back down. That's... I think 
it's so crazy, too, that Century's whole deal is, like, he flies into space and he rips people in half. That's just a thing he does. Okay, then there's also six new What If issues released, including What If Jessica Jones Had Joined the Avengers, 2005, number one, and What If Karen Page Had Lived, both of those written by Brian Michael Bendis. I love the what if stories. Yeah, I do those, too. Those are, those are pretty cool. Like yeah. what if that happened? This is our, again, our final This Week in Marvel history. If you want to go back, there are a whole year's worth of episodes where we talk about the history. There's also uh, a ton of news articles. I want to give a big thanks to Jamie Frevely and Emily Kamura who've been helping me research at the end of this. But, you know, most importantly, Jamie, who has been taking these, editing them and putting them up on the website. There's a lot more work that goes into putting that together than uh, than said. So major thanks. Uh, all right. So since it is the end of the year, we have our big end of the year wrap up where we want to talk about our favorite Marvel moments from throughout the year. Um, Where do we want to start? Maybe Marvel gaming moments? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Let's do it. I I have a couple. I was thinking, you know, I co-hosted the Marvel Contest Champion Summoner Showdown show that we did. was a live stream. I've not been a huge, like, esports guy. You know what esports are, right? But sitting there watching people who are very good at something really, (laughs) like, do it. And then you have, you know, commentary and all that stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, released on the Nintendo Switch. It has a, just a ton of characters and cool moments. It's got a great MODOK battle. And then, most importantly for me, Arcade 1UP released the uh, amazing Marvel Arcade unit, which I have in my living room. It's got The Punisher, Marvel Superheroes, and X-Men, uh, Children of the Atom. So it is perfect. Yes. Yeah, I... I honestly focused in on announcements because I spent so much time announcing stuff for games this year and getting to work on that stuff, which was really, really fun. Like Marvel Realm of Champions coming 2020, Iron Man VR, and Marvel's Avengers. Honestly, when they announced Kamala Khan for Marvel's Avengers, I lost it. I'm super duper excited for her to be in a game. I'm also pulling on my ponytail while I say this, so you know that I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, I've completely moved on to 2020. Goodbye, 2019. I don't need to talk to you anymore. That's yeah. funny. We still have more to talk about. Okay, okay. I'll still talk to you. I, I love I love how you guys do this. You, you could tell where I've been in my life. You know, uh, Ryan is out there announcing with the people watching, and Lorraine is announcing and telling people, where am I? I am at my house playing Spider-Man on my PS4, <laughs> and I love the game. It's amazing. The storyline is awesome. The graphics are awesome. And there's this one part, although it's my favorite, it also, I mean, I should say, I hate it, but it's also my favorite. There is a moment, and you people who have played the game understand this. There is a moment where Spider-Man can either fight these great villains, or you can go on these side projects. And one of these side projects is you have to catch freaking pigeons. <laughs> freaking pigeons all around New York City. And it might be the most tedious yet hardest thing to do. Not fighting, not flipping, not catching a truck, catching a freaking pigeon on the PS4. <laughs> Did you catch all the pigeons? Yes, I caught all the pigeons because I got really upset. I was like, I'm not going to let a pigeon mess me up. But the the story that goes along with the pigeons know, you will go the, break I, your I, damn I know, heart. I know. I don't want to talk about it, but you give it to the, mm, he has all, yeah. he has to give his pigeons back to the, never mind. Just yeah. play the game. You'll yeah. see what I'm talking about. There's, there's great payoff to the pigeon. Yes, I know. Scrim. I know. But it's that one where like you're right up there by the Empire right. State's building and the pigeon just makes a turn and you yeah. lose it and you're, you're like, like <laughs> How about Marvel TV? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You want to you go first, Lori? Sure. 
I was really fun getting to go visit the set of Marvel's Runaways. I got to go visit for season three. Season three just dropped. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I love that cast. I also got to work on the Marvel After Show with them, as well as Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger also I thought was so touching this year. They deal so much with human trafficking and sort of connecting with your power and doing good in your community and and trying to make a positive change in the world. I thought it was just really excellent seasons from both. So they had great, great years. Heck yeah. You know, on my side, of course, we had Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 kicks off with a bang. It was a really fun episode. And I'm going to talk about this a couple of times is being at D23 Expo and San Diego Comic-Con when just news was revealed and things were happening for Marvel Studios on the Disney Plus front because some really cool stuff on the way, whether it's Ms. Marvel or She-Hulk or Moon Knight or, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. or uh, WandaVision or what if I can't even handle it. Uh, for me, uh, it was a, it was a nerd moment of Disney Plus and literally going back. I remember uh, the first day Disney Plus was on. I was in Los Angeles. I was filming a TV show, and instead of studying my script, I turned on Disney Plus immediately and watched two things: watched the Gummy Bears first, and then I went right to Spider Man and His Amazing Friends and lost my freaking mind. And like basically just watched all of the old uh, Marvel cartoons that I have always loved and thought were really really cool. And then you know on the bus on the way to work, I watched Endgame. Just the fact that you could watch it on this streaming service was really really cool so i have basically gone through how about five years of marvel movies in disney plus within about five weeks but i but I, that's what i've been doing with my time nice so if anybody knows why i'm not saying my right lines on stage that's why <laughs> <laughs> so good james you had mentioned watching marvel studios avengers endgame uh so why don't you kick us off when we talk about our favorite marvel movie moments oh my gosh okay there there have been so many but i, I will say that i am a huge hulk fan and so the whole saga of from from Avengers all the way to Avengers um, Endgame, the Hulk storyline was just like really, really cool because by the time we got to Bruce and the Hulk making a connection to being OK together, it was it was just so satisfying for me. Also, something really, really quick. Captain Marvel. I, I thought the film was great. I loved it. I thought it was fun. But I am such a cat person. So that moment where the cat eats the aliens is like one of my, fa I, I rewind that part over and over and over again. And my wife and I kind of just sit back and laugh at it because we look at our cats and we think secretly, they might do that to us. They're, they're waiting for the proper time. But those moments in the films uh, this, this year were just fantastic for me. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, with, you know, flirking it up in Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, which is so cool, uh, especially vomiting the, uh, the Tesseract. <laughs> Thank you. Just oh my, come on. It was tremendous. a great moment. In Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame, of course, the Avengers Assemble moment. Yes. Oh, I was like, finally. finally. <laughs> and it pays off so well. Uh, we've got the big surprises at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. <sighs> oh, it was so good. And then something that, uh, you know, mostly I look to you for this is the red carpets. Yeah, I get to be there a little bit, but, you know, you're the shining star, like, hosting the red carpets, and you do such you a great are, job. Oh, you guys are so nice. You always look amazing, by the way. Your dresses are fantastic. Why, thank you. I returned them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is so fun. This was, like, the craziest year for premieres. I, I had it on my list because it's, like, I did four movie premieres in the springtime, like all back to back. It was really, really wild because we had Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, then we had Marvel Studios, Avengers Endgame, then we had Spider-Man Far From Home, and then we had the Dark Phoenix premiere, which Ryan and I got to host together. And so it was just a really wild time getting to be on the carpet. Avengers Endgame was 
that was the most bonkers premiere of, I think, all time. At one point, the stage was stormed by Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, and like several other people. And then Chris Evans got up and I thought the stage was going to collapse. It was just crazy. I just want to give a shout out to She's Not Alone. That moment with all the ladies, all the Lady Avengers coming together. I was like, this is special. I was like having (laughs) such a moment. Um, Monica Rambeau, one of my favorite characters of all time showing up in the MCU as a little girl in Marvel Studios Captain Marvel, made my heart explode. I've just, the fact that she exists in the MCU, like, made me way too happy. And now we know she's going to show up again as an adult. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Let's talk about Marvel Comics because... We put out a trajillion comics this year. So many great moments. Uh, I'm going to kick it off uh, because I've read every single book that we put out. You are Uh, the man. I don't know about that. I'm just something. (laughs) I get to read a lot. Maybe one of my favorite things we've ever published is History of the Marvel Universe by Mark Wade, Javier Rodriguez, and Alvaro Lopez. It is beautiful, and it somehow does a chronological telling of the history of the Marvel Universe with an emotional story and it's beautiful. It's so good. I When this comes out in trade, like if there's not a hardcover trade, I'm going to die. I We're, need it. It's so how beautiful. How did I miss this one? We're releasing totally a treasury bad. edition. So it's it's large size uh, because the art is so beautiful and it deserves to be like explored like this. Yeah. I That is my want. I'm going to be getting that. <laughs> Merry Christmas That's on to my me. list. Okay. <laughs> That's on the list. Uh, War of the Realms, which uh, may be my favorite Marvel Comics event of all time. It's just so perfectly done. I have a tattoo that I got with Jason Aaron. Uh, you got a tattoo with him? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Silver Surfer Black, which got, oh, Yes, yes. So that was so cool. It got a treasury edition. Uh, so <sighs> because of the art by Trad Moore uh, and, you know, the, the writing by Donny Cates, it's just beautiful and big and it's, it's so much fun. Runaways, consistently... Like, one of the best comics we publish, without question. Because The Runaways is the best team, fight me. Wow. Uh, Nice, nice, nice. Dawn of X and, you know, of course, House of X and Powers of Ten, great. But Dawn of X, man, Marauders and X-Force have been some of my favorite comics we're putting out. And then X-Men number four, which I think technically is a 2020 issue. It releases (laughs) January 1st. One of my favorite all-time X-Men issues. And that it's tremendous. But what about you guys? What are your favorite comics moments? Um, I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish for a moment. I got my dream. I won't get teary-eyed. I got to write a Marvel comic this year. Actually, I got to write two. Um, I got to write uh, for Marvel Comics Presents number three. I got to write a Spider-Man comic. So I got to give credit to um, to Chris and Jordan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to do that. That was amazing. And the fact that I, um, I got, I was asked to be a part of Marvel 1000 and got to write a one-page story um, with Rocket and Groot. So I this uh, so. So Ray on art and Oscar on art for both of those. Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. And the fact that I got to be a part of Marvel history is ridiculous. So it was such a blessing. I didn't know what that was my favorite part of the year. Seriously. Well said. That is dope. Also for mine, X-Men Explosion. We got so many amazing X titles this year. I just thought were incredible. Also, Spider-Man Life Story. So heartfelt. Mm. So delightful. Immortal Hulk just continues crushing it. In my humble opinion. I love that comic. I'm having a ball with that. It's just, it's a great kind of horror tale. 
if you don't know Hulk super well, you can read it and enjoy it. If you know Hulk super well, you will get a million delicious, delightful Easter eggs that make you feel good. And of course, the wrap-up of War of the Realms, I mean, that was a story that was like eight years in the making by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman. You know, just incredible. For a hot second, can we just, there's a moment, and I hope I'm not giving too much away, but there's a moment in Immortal Hulk, which I think is so cool, where the, he's in different jars. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, oh. and oh. the dude just goes, ha ha ha, I've got you. And then he breaks out of the jars. And the thing that happens is one of my favorite moments in all of comics. I was like, I literally was in my dressing room. I laughed so loud, I kid you not, that my dresser came in and asked if it was everything okay. <laughs> And she was like, what's going on? I was like, no, you got to, I'm reading, the immortal, oh my God. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll just let you get back to your comics. <laughs> it was so, so good. Uh, so there's so much going on and uh, like what was new, what was groundbreaking, what was fun and exciting in general for us this year in 2019? I mean, for me, it was the history. It was Marvel's 80th anniversary. So I got to dive into a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I agree. There's been so many Marvel 80th anniversary events this year that I thought were really special and getting to dive into the history every week was so cool. All the D23 announcements for MCU television shows and series blew my mind. I was so excited. I mean, I fully, when I saw Marvel Studios She-Hulk was announced, I like literally started writing down things I wanted to see in the show, just shouting it into the universe because I'm so excited about that show and a lot of the shows that are going to be coming for Marvel Studios. Plus, this is not like an exciting thing that happened. We, of course, lost Stan Lee, which was very sad, Mm -hmm. but it's been really nice getting to remember him, getting to celebrate him at the Stan Lee event and reflecting back on his incredible career. It's good to remember his contribution and like what a wonderful person that he was. Also, on a personal note, he's a friend of mine. We grew up together. We don't talk as much anymore because he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. But for my boy Mahershala Alahashbash to be Blade, I remember us sitting in Clear Lake, California, rapping at the family talent show and him saying, uh, I'm doing this basketball thing so I could go on to college. That's why I'm doing it. And I was like, look, man, I want to go to college just so I could be on stage. And I'm on stage doing my thing on Broadway, and he's in films, and this man is about to be one of the greatest, coolest Marvel comic heroes ever. So I texted him, and I was like, "You, I know you know what this means, but this is about to be awesome. He was like, my brother, I love you. This is awesome. He is going to be Blade. So for the brothers from Hayward, California, who were all just kicking it and they were telling us we couldn't do anything, for us to be here now, this is its more than that we ever dreamed. It's more than we ever dreamed. I had no idea you and Marshall Ali grew up. Yeah, together. we grew up together. Our families went to Clear Lake every year. It's nuts. His, his dad was on Broadway. My dad was in films. He's in films. I'm on Broadway. I've got a Tony. He's got two Oscars. I wrote a Marvel comic. He is a Marvel comic. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, uh, that's tremendous. You know, and it's of course, it's beyond even the Marvel stuff. It is our personal successes and moments and things. You know, for me, I adopted a baby. That's yes. like a year, many years long process, but has changed my life in all the best ways. Yeah, she's 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 the so best. I've seen the pictures on you know oh, seen the of them. so good. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I got a War of the Realms tattoo with Jason Aaron. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And then you know, most recently we moved offices, and now I get to share an office with Lorraine, which is just fun. Cool. It is the best. 
Um, I got married this year, which was like Woo-hoo! a big deal for me. Yeah. And for my husband, I hope. Um, And we got to go on my dream trip, which was to go to Japan. I've wanted to go since I was a wee child, and I was so excited to go. But I have to say, I'm really excited that I got to join TWIM and be here with you guys more regularly. It's been awesome. And getting to share my office with Ryan in this new place is all incredible. Um, And I'm working on something new that I'm not allowed to talk about, but that's been like a really exciting thing happening this year. And look out for it next year. Can't tell you literally anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This has been a, a, a nutty year. It's literally been an up and down year. Um, at the beginning of the year, we found out, um, 2019, we found out that my wife had cancer. And the fact that she's come through it, you know, we the one thing we never thought, you know, you don't think about that in a million years. And as, as one child uh, was getting married, my wife got cancer and we were, it kind of just threw everything off. And then in the process of that, I was asked to join TWIM and it was like that, that wonderful high moment that like out of all this craziness, I was like, babe, Marvel asked me to, Ryan called and said, can I join the group? And she was like, well, we need some happiness. Yes, go do that. So I got to do that. And then I got asked to do the comic book. And then as we were going through it, she finally got through it through, through chemo. She didn't have cancer anymore. And then this freestyle group that I've been with for 50,000 years that no one said would be on Broadway, Freestyle of Supreme is on Broadway. It was just one of these weird up and down years of 2019 like every time something crazy down would happen something spectacular would happen to like make the clouds would clear and the sun would kind of shine down i look down and this whole time this family this marvel family has, has been here every time something went crazy there was someone would call and go hey you want to do this and i was like oh thank god i can think about that for a second i think about the craziness but dawn is cancer free the girls are married marvel's still happening i'm still on broadway and i'm still alive so yeah this has been a dope year what a great year for all of us. Yeah. We really. If, if somebody listening is not crying, then there's <laughs> something wrong. Like, I did my best to hold it together, but you know. <laughs> uh, well said, everybody. Uh, those are some of our favorite moments. But we still have more show to give you because coming up now, Tucker Marcus is going to have a conversation with comedian Flula Borg. It's wacky as only Tucker and Flula can deliver. <laughs> Hello, Flula. Hello to you. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thanks for having me. This yeah. is very exciting. Uh, of course. I, I, how are you today? I'm at this very moment. I'm at least, as you would say in American things, B plus. Okay. Maybe even two pluses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What? And then how are you this week? Because it's like it's the morning, and I, I would hope that nothing has really happened that eventful th- so, today. You know, zero things. I've had three Perfect. hard-boiled eggs and a bowl of chias. Wow. Not is this, the pets. So is this, is this what someone? As fit as you eats for breakfast? The, the fit is a, an illusion. Um, okay. As a man who works in this wonderful company, you are familiar with illusions. Yes. I wow. have just been spray painted. <laughs> I'm the German Mysterio. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is Rätselo in German <laughs> for everyone listening. That's wow. how you would say it. Okay. <laughs> who knows? Uh, how's your week going then? It's been a great week. Uh, Cole, I was on the Conan O'Brien show and I don't think they cut my entire piece with him. So that's Perfect. always a nice yeah. win. Uh, you recently went on tour with Conan. It's true. Uh, and you went around the country. You like hit a bunch of different tour stops. Yes, we like slapped that. them. Yes, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering because when I started looking at that, and was that like your f- first major like hitting all corners of the USA kind of journey? This was uh, my third. Yeah. And my first one was uh, I accidentally won a, a hype man contest. Right. Yeah, because I won because I did not understand what hype men do. And so they're like, oh, he's interesting. 
maybe he should win somehow. Yeah. And it was not intentional. I was very confused. Right. But then because I won this, I started to host College Battle of the Bandses wow. around America. So many of the cities I visited with Conan, I started okay. with okay. this. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go on a brief tangent here and, tangent and, it and up. say you must have seen some some pretty fun stuff on those college, essentially just a college party tour. Yes. With, I mean, obviously folks around music. Yes. But it's college kids. Absolutely. Very young, very confused, very excited. <laughs> um, just nonstop caffeine. Yeah. Um, I did also, because it was a, a, a bus, mm-hmm. I did lie. I love to fib very much, yes. but in a harmless way. Sure. So they were like, oh, everyone is sleeping. We need to go to Texas Tech tonight. <laughs> and I said, great. They said, but who will drive the bus? And so I said, I can drive a bus. You have your, li- your license. No, never. Of yeah, exactly. Four wheels and a yeah. steering wheel. Let's do it. <laughs> so I, ro- I drove our nice school bus that we purchased for, for this co- college battle of the bands yeah. and drove through the night in Texas. Wow. Yeah. Did you have to like take any like sharp turns or anything? Like where you had to like manage the geometry of like how you're going to not run over a stop sign or something? S- short answer. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of tangents, <laughs> I used a lot of geometry. Euclid was my homeboy on that night. Let me tell you. <laughs> so why that strikes a chord with me and, and just generally, I think someone, you're from Germany, yes, uh, who comes to the United States and, and is can therefore have like a, a very fascinating third party perspective on everything going around here. Like okay? the Green Party. Yes, exactly. Yes. There was a recent Captain America storyline in Marvel Comics where Steve Rogers got on his hog, yeah. got on his motorcycle oh and just went on a tour around the United States to like kind of get to know real America again. This sounds like, speaking of running for president, Steve, Sir, do you have an announcement to make? <laughs> um, he absolutely hit, like, corn dogs in Iowa. Yes. He did the whole thing. With that in mind, like, I don't know, what did you learn from either your general journeys, like your several journeys around the country, or yeah. your most recent one? What comes to mind when I say that? What, like, new things have you picked up, however, like, esoteric or, like, culturally specific to that location or whatever? I love foods very much. Calories are my uh, BFF forever, (laughs) as you say. And so I have found that I've been now to most of the sections of America. And I still have to tell you that the South makes the most tastiest of all the foods. It's not close. (laughs) It's like first through five places like cornbread, you know, hush puppies, Uh your biscuits, all these things. And six places, whatever is served in Boston. Right. Tea parties, whatever they eat. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So I... Uh, when I was uh, wondering about your experience with Marvel, yeah. your fandom, your just whatever, where did it start for you? My dad. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he, um, he this is a very strange story. So he, as a child, at one point owned Amazing Spider-Man 1 through 60 and Daredevil 1 through 60. Wow. Yeah. The stories of why is a long story, but I will tell you why he does not own them anymore. Okay. Because he went into the Bundeswehr, the military, mm-hmm. and so he put things in a storage unit. Mm-hmm. And because at this time, these comics were not so valuable. Right. So he just wrote on the label, comic books. So if you leave those there for 20 years and someone who is not perhaps honest sees that a box is labeled comic books, when you go to retrieve your comic books, the only thing left is Amazing Spider-Man 79 (laughs) and Daredevils 4 through 8 where half the cover has been ripped. It was devastating when he told me because I went with him to pick up the comics. Really? Yeah. 
How old were you then? I was 12. Oh, the and perfect. And very devastated. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, very sad. Tw- wow. Well, yeah, 12 sounds right. Yes. Right. Were you already a fan at that point? He made me a fan. Right. And so then I began to follow. So the ones I remember very much are like Amazing Spider-Man 297, 98, 99, 300. Mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. the McFarlane Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to go insane with yeah. it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know McFarlane no longer here, but that was really my introduction. Yeah, of course. Uh, before, a legend. Before Papa before Papa did it. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have some deep knowledge of this stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Spider-Man a lot and would collect all of... I don't know if they are still around, but I know there was Web of Spectacular, Amazing, and then, of course, the McFarlane was just Spider-Man. Right. So I was collecting all of those for, for some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there are... I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There are probably maybe three Spidey titles happening right Currently. now. Currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they pick up, like, the issue numbering will be, like... This is the new Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and it's like number one, but then the legacy number is so it's like 315 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Totally. Um, there's actually a, a new Spider-Man number one written by J.J. Abrams. Stop it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, alongside his son, Henry Abrams. I will tell you, Henry a- Abrams sounds older than J.J. Abrams. <laughs> right? I'm just saying it. Even if you like nicknamed him Hank. Hank. Mm. From the 50s. Exactly. He was necking. That's what I can tell you about Hank. He was necking on Bridgepoint. Brig, yeah. What Brig, was it? Brig, um, Nast, Nasty Mountain. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. I, I Smooch. Think, yeah. My, my example was not. Um, French Kiss Gorge. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, what I did was I procured a list of some of your favorite Marvel characters. Yes. Okay. Yes. And because you, I mean, we're here, we're podcasting. Yeah. You have your very own podcast. It's true. Boom Time. Yeah which is incredible. Thank you. Um, I love the premise. Do you, do you want to explain what no, the... No, please the pre- go. I would love, because okay. I can tell you my own description is just confusing. Sure. It's big questions. Yeah. That's it. I'm into it. I was wondering if we could go down the list of your favorite Marvel characters yeah. and ask some big questions about them. Absolutely. So I must ask you, and you yes. will, of course, with the movies, Yes, this has changed people's impressions of what these characters are like and about and all of these things so to me it's almost and then of course every every book treats the characters also a little different sure Sure. so anyway that I think is I would specify then if you tell ask me I will tell you which one I'm thinking about which one are you thinking about it depends on the character. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So there, there, there are certain characters that you feel like have solidified their kind of final form more in various different media. Well, I can be honest. I did not follow Guardians of the Galaxy pre the movie. Sure. That was just not a book yeah. that I went into. But yeah. it because of the way James Gunn has developed these characters mm-hmm. and the actors, they have elevated into my mind of as course. very tasty characters. That's a great. I think that's a perfect example. Yeah. Okay. So I have the list here. Oh, please. Let's do this. Okay. We're starting off with a guy who's over my right shoulder. Yeah. Right now. T'Challa, the Black Panther. Yes. And Shuri. Yes. Both of them. Yes. Okay, so big questions. The first one that comes to mind for me with this one is their siblings. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Zero siblings Zero that siblings. are real or wow. biological. Okay. This yeah. is interesting. So I think that's, you're talking about blank canvases. Yeah. Third parties coming in. Going to Texas Tech, learning about it with zero preconceived notions Driving of it. Driving buses. Exactly. You can have that third-party unbiased perspective on this kind of siblingship. What's the nature of siblings? Hmm. They're so deep and weird. <laughs> I love – I have friends that are basically like my siblings. Sure. And I yeah. like that the, – the, I like the Black Panther sibling thing because I like that he is – while he is intelligent, she is – 
Exactly. Billion times. It's like Sherlock and Mycroft. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and yes, he has a cool suit. Yeah. But without without the sibling, what is he? He's, sure. He's just hanging around scratching people. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's also interesting given the the like the lineage aspect of it. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on monarchy? Should we reinstate it? Sure. Well, it's already here, apparently. That's <laughs> yeah. what's very weird. No, you're right. Uh, well, uh, my thoughts yeah. is if an idiot does it, you're in trouble. <laughs> and if it, a genius does it, it's great. <laughs> so That's pretty simple. So I guess like the people of Wakanda, thumbs up. Yes, but you're are you asking hands. me if we should abolish the Electoral College in America? Yes, yes that's what I'm saying. And you know, should it be a representative democracy? Yes. Should it be winner-take-all states? No. This is this why makes no sense. I wanted to have you in. This was all a ploy yeah. to get to this point. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for... You're very welcome. I'm here to tell you your system's not working. <laughs> That's it. As a man who has been in broken systems, I'll see you. Sure. And yeah. listen, hey, third party, unbiased. Maybe cool. Blank canvas. Not a bad idea. You you get it. You yeah. have the perspective to, to, to understand. Also, I have no I power. Mean that. I have no power. <laughs> Unlike Snap, I have no power. Yeah. Oh, Snap. The next on the list is The Guardians. Oh, yeah. And you said, this is what, I have my notes, all of them, ESP, period, Drax. Yeah. I'm taking that to mean especially. Yes. The Guardians. This is actually a perfect segue from the the previous example because you talk about chosen family. Yeah. You talk about having friends that you've kind of, are like your chosen family. They're as good as family in every single way, literally yes. in every way. And that is the very definition of the Guardians. Oh, yes. Um, could you name your favorite Guardian? Drax. It's Drax. Well, Drax is uh, because I feel like there was an evolution as he was playing, the, as the character was evolving. Yeah. He's the funniest person yeah. to me, maybe in the whole MCU, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Of course, who knows? But like, he's so subtle and so everything is so quiet and great. I just love watching that as a person who likes watching things. I agree. I completely agree. You do? Yeah. Who's your favorite? Of, do you have a Guardian's favorite? <sighs> That's a good question. I, I like... I like Rocket a lot. And it's interesting talking about the difference between like these different media. In the comics, Rocket it has, and it's lightly touched upon elsewhere, but in the comics, there is such a dark, horrific, sad background and past of that character, which is very fascinating. And like, especially in recent years, there is a, a, a great Rocket series that was written by a writer called Al Ewing. And there's currently a, a great Guardians of the Galaxy series, which is written by a person from Texas. Okay, named shout Don, out. Shout out. Uh, named Donnie Cates. And actually one of the most recent issues talked about like his really just messed up past. And like so that curmudgeonly kind of hey you guy yeah. attitude comes from a place of like real depth. Yeah. I have to tell you, I was very much emotionally into what you said, but then you said, hey, you guy, and I thought of Chunk from Goonies, and yeah. then my brain just went into a very lost strange yeah. direction. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, the that's emotional fine. focus was there, but then, hey, you guys, <laughs> baby Ruth, Oswald Cobblepot, yep. Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Just no, I no, wanted no, no. to be that, very upfront with thank you. you. I appreciate that. What and, happened? And, well, thank you so much. And, and yes. I'll, I'll, I'll be aware of these kind of landmines moving forward. <laughs> they are all very Goonies related. I, okay. <laughs> I must tell you, up until two days ago, I was calling them the Goonies, okay. which is uh, in, it's incorrect. Yeah. Someone yeah. told me. <laughs> Goonies. Oh, so I will tell you. So yeah. Rocket, uh, I have not, I don't know what the backstory, but sure. I can tell you, you can feel it uh, in the character that there is Completely. some very large, 
dark duties yes. that have happened in yes. this past. Yeah, a, a million percent. And another interesting aspect of that, talking about big questions, if you, Flula, growing up in Germany, a young boy of 12, yes, coming back from the storage unit, sad. Super. Super sad. Yep. Super sad, superhero. That night, oh. a spaceship shows up. Uh, and 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 takes you off to uh, like a different universe. Oh, cool! And you are living the life of Peter Quill, aka Star Lord. Yeah. Um, would you embrace that life? Would you like that? Would you? Uh, I you know I think your your travels and experiences are very bold and ambitious and everything like that. So I do see a kinship there. What do you think? Uh, my question to you is. Can I select what's in my Walkman, or must I listen to Peter's tape? Okay, this is the best, best perfect question, because you're coming back from the storage unit. Yes. Your dad, eight tr- uh, your dad has cassette player cassette, maybe yeah, in, yeah, in cassette. the car. Had eight track, bragged about it. <laughs> yeah. But we are using cassettes. Cassettes, okay. Yes. And, uh, you know, he says, hey, Flula, why don't you take this? Yeah. Take this inside. Relax. I'm sorry that we were robbed. Yes. So you have that cassette. Yes. What's on that cassette that your dad was playing in the car in whatever year this was when you were 12 years old? Uh, Steamroller by James Taylor. Um, Pearl Necklace by ZZ Top. Um, Susie Q by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Everybody Dance Now in parentheses going to make you sweat by CNC Music Factory. <laughs> Informer by Snow. And of course, Push It by Salt and Pepper. That's the greatest. And what a diversity of yes. music in there. Of course, you need it. Salt and Pepper and James Taylor yes. on the same cassette? Salt and Pepper and Fire and Rain, yes. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, next on your list. Yes. Talking about cosmic, talking about going to different worlds, take a little bit from Black Panther, Monarchy, Thor. Oh, man. Well, I can tell you, this is very much because of the films. So, sure. whereas my Spider-Man loves come from a childhood of reading the books yeah. it's it's the film thor that i just i love that this man is super super cute and pretty yeah. but also super vulnerable and pot-bellied yeah. he does all of the things he <laughs> drinks beer he drinks life he gets sad he plays games with weird new zealand monsters yes just yeah. the best that is the best yeah do you think that's actually an interesting evolution of the characters this weird group of friends of chosen family when you think of your chosen family, yep. of your friends that, that you were you alluded to earlier, do they fit in with that kind of, this is the strangest crew of all time? In my mind, I'm equating you with Thor in this Thank situation. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, please. My pleasure to do that. I'll um, take it for <laughs> no reason, and I don't deserve it. What do you think about that? Do you think your friends could fit into, into that wild and wacky a crew? Yes. Yeah. Well, I like also to speak of this and the Guardians. I'm assuming the next film will include Thor very deeply with the Guardians going around. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But if anyone's listening, let's make sure that happens. <laughs> but I like that they are all not, they are friends, but also frenemies. You know, yeah. it's like a midnight run, you know, or yes. the last Boy Scout yes. or Die Hard if Hans Gruber and John McClane were friends Became buddies. and didn't actually kill one of them the other you know wow but that's what I like you're like buddies but also not buddies Flula you've gooniesed me you've gooniesed me oh because you're talking about John McClane oh. and Hans Gruber becoming friends well yes I my brain just immediately went if, when you said that look if the multiverse existed yeah. during this time there would be a separate multiverse where they are like robbing banks together or yeah. baking cakes I'm just together. having yeah oh yeah Gruber and McLean's <laughs> tasty treats 
and because I have in, in in my mind the image of Hans falling away. Yeah. Down to his yep. Yeah. To his death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the last second, John McClane's big, beefy, bloodied hand yeah, grab it grabs up. it, pulls him back up. Is it not yet? They hug. I've got a startup idea. <laughs> Me and you and Cobbs. <laughs> See you, Harley Gennaro. <laughs> We're making our new business. Yeah. And they, he, he and he and his wife later got divorced between movies anyway. Yeah. So, like, you know, they'll pick up where that left off. Yes. They can reconcile. <sighs> That's amazing. Okay. Next on the list is Spider-Man. Lovely. I mean, we've. Do you have a favorite, maybe issue? Do you have a favorite run, storyline, supporting character, anything like what comes to mind? Well, the, what I mentioned before is kind of when I went deep into it, which was when the creation of Venom yeah. and just this thing that is connected to you that is super deeply evil, yeah. but also maybe your friend, but definitely not. But also maybe it's so confusing. Right. It's like a very abusive uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, sure, depending on your partnership choices. Of course. I loved that. Ugh. And also just the drawings. The, it was a very new way of illustrating that right. I remember, especially because my dad had these old ones, which are cool and very classic. Yes. But this like modern, little dirty, little streaky. Yeah. I just liked that. Flula, as we're talking, yeah. there are some themes that keep coming up that I find very interesting. And if we can go a little bit NPR here. Oh, please. Flula. My favorite of the acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> There's this recurring theme of like, the good, the evil coming together, being one, um, managing itself, coming up the, the yin and the yang, if mm, you will. I will. Hans Gruber, John McClane. Hello. The motley crew of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And now with, you know, this aspect of Venom and Spider-Man. What does that say to you? How does it, why, why do you think that that resonates with you? Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm misreading. It. I will tell you. It's the reason why I live in Los Angeles and I'm confused and wish I could transportate my body into other locations. <laughs> and here's why. Yeah. In Los Angeles, every day, you do not need to read the weather forecasting. Uh, yeah, right. Sun, sun, McSunny, McSucket. Yeah. Okay? It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. So there is no change. It's always sunburns and SPF and yep. sadness for me. It's okay. just a sad desolation. Sure. Okay? Yeah. But if there's some nice drizzles or yeah. maybe some smog, yeah. fine. Fog clouds you understand oh so sun is here that's a nice time right you need it you need nice switches right weather should change yeah (laughs) and that's how you know when something is good and bad if ever if you eat cake every day like red velvet cake delicious shove it into my what did you say neck it yeah neck me up yeah but not every day someday i just need to have some soup yeah to remind me oh i can eat this is not as good Oh, cool. I have sucked some soup down. Yeah. Then the red velvet will be more delicious. And so you must be loving today in New York City. Oh, this is Because perfect. it's like, it's a little, it's rainy, it's a little gross out today. I've never been more happy. Wow. Yeah. Now that you remind me of the weather, I'm now in the A. I went from oh, B++ plus plus to this, the A. This conversation started with me asking Flo how he is. He said B+, plus, maybe B++. Plus plus. But with the weather. Oh, drizzles? Mm, for shizzle, my drizzles. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, okay. Next character we have okay, yes. is the old... Regenerating Degenerate, the Merc with the Mouth, Wade Wilson, Wondrous Wade Wilson himself, Wondrous Wild and Wacky Wade Wilson, Deadpool. I loved your alliteration just then. That made me very excited. (laughs) This was one that I will, again, the the films have really regenerated this. As a a child, I knew a little bit, not a lot. And of course, as as an adult where I can hear (gasps) F-bombs. You know, and not, yeah, clutch my pearl, my, is it yep, what you yep. call it? 
My pearlies, my pearly whites, yep. clutch those. So I like that this, it also has broken the film, the medium of feature films, sure. of comic book feature films. So I like that it's just doodles on it, but then polishes it up. Yeah. Normally you cannot polish turds. This has turned them into brassy golden goodness. Yeah. And I want, to, I want more. I, I want more. Yeah, it's interesting also because Deadpool did emerge in what I, I think kind of generally your huge era of comics yes. in that kind of early 90s. Yeah. But that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And big questions yeah. about Deadpool. If he feels pain, but he has the regenerative capabilities. So his scars, you could argue, are mostly mental. Yes. Because if he loses an arm, that arm's coming back. Coming back. And maybe he'll have like some like, you know, you know, visual scarring or whatever. But mostly it's up top. Yeah, that ties it into the good, bad Venom, Spider-Man, Rain, sunny yes. Los Angeles. Well, he, and he's different from the to switch worlds. The Game of Thrones, the guy that when you kill him, he's like, oh, I got to put a little fire on my bum. And then he's back again. Yeah, yes. And then but then the, the, the knot guy. Yeah. Then the that mountain. Guy. No other guy. No, top knot heals. Heals oh, him. Oh, right, 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 right. He's right, like, right. I'm Johnny Lancey, it's the man. the guy with the eye patch. Yeah, eye patch, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the cool fire sword. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Hey, yeah, everyone, yeah. I fire pad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Deadpool is not like this. He can no. grow it back, and he maybe the brain is different. Right. But the body is kind of the same. Right, right. Yeah. And that's interesting. Um, yeah. I do want to ask, like, it's popped back up talking about, like, this kind of weather. Is this what it's like in Germany? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have lots of rain and clouds. Yeah. We have some heat, but yeah. but this is my happy spot. Okay. We're going to speed through these last few characters. Love it. Uh, the next ones are X-Force, Domino, and Cable. This is actually interesting because when you mentioned Deadpool, I was like, oh, there's so many great ancillary Deadpool characters as well. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's what we came to mind. Well, I, because it's quick, I have a question for you. Yeah. Everyone dies. Uh, in in the in the sequel, <laughs> what I mean, I love this, very yeah. funny. But do you think that they are really dead? Uh, who, who knows? Okay, you get like a, you, three lines of 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 expositional dialogue. Boom, yeah. Shatterstar. Back. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very and, confusing. And so who knows? Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, does that? That has its its source in in films as opposed to uh, comics. comics. No, this That's is be- comics because it came out cool. as a new thing uh, when I was paying attention yeah. with Lee Feld and these other yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, well, this is the same era. Sorry for my brain, but no. who who did Hulk back then? Sam. Uh, we skip it. Keep okay. going. Short okay. times. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have the Avengers. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is again the films uh, because yeah. because I didn't know like Captain America was not so exciting as a child. I right. like that he was American. That's yes. cool. Yeah. But I didn't really understand more. Now I realize he's like not cool, but that is what makes him super cool. Right. Yeah. Which I like. That's such a good point. Yeah. Actually. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard Captain America so succinctly described. That's what it is. Yeah. He's very unaware and doesn't care. Yeah. You know what they call a green hair don't care, but he has normal hair. But you know what yes, I mean. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Riding his hog around the USA. Going to Texas Tech, visiting yeah. college, Battle of the Bands. Yeah, great. For the Germans, a hog is a motorcycle, yes? Yes. That's not right. an actual swine? No, no, no. Because cool. that's 30 not... to 50 hogs. Very awkward. Captain America riding a pig is... <laughs> no. It's not... Okay. It's a spinoff. Um, uh, uh, that, outside of Cap, do you have any other favorite Avengers? Hawkeye, because he should be dead like 500 <laughs> times, but somehow he's avoided every laser and bullet. Yeah. Makes no, and he can still grow a frohawk or what this thing says, and still is alive. What are your powers? Right. I shoot arrows. Right. Okay, cool. And I shoot arrows. <laughs> and then also I shoot arrows. 
Okay, Robin Hood, cool. You, I've been gonized again yeah. because you said frohawk. Yeah, which made me think combo two hairstyles, afro and mohawk. It's frohawk. I had a frohawk. This is this was all about me. I forgot. Really? I had a frohawk and then was depressed, so I didn't cut it for six months. So it became a frohawk. <laughs> it's hideous. That's perfect. That sounds like something I think a lot of characters on this this list could relate to in their own ways. Yes, because yes. you know what, light and dark. Good and evil. Drizzle and sun. That's right. Yeah. Flula, thank you so much for joining me Oh, today. thank you very yeah. much for this week in Marvel. Yeah. It's been Subscribe. Such, such a pleasure. And listen to Boom Time. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, quick plugs. I have to. Do uh, it. Uh, uh, there's a Kobe Bryant podcast called The Punies. It's sports and children themed, and I play a character in it. It comes out August 31. Oh, yeah. And please listen to my single Self-Care Sunday, a music video. You can check it out on YouTube featuring Ninja Sex Party. Oh, yes. Big thanks to Flula for coming to the show. Uh, big thanks to Tucker for coming to bat for us and, and helping us get this interview done. And, uh, you know, it's time for our community section. Our question of the week going forward will be, what are you most excited for in Marvel's 2020? There's a lot. We're going to get into that next that, wow, next episode is 2020. That's our yeah. first 2020 episode. Here we are. Uh, last week, we asked, what were your favorite Marvel moments of 2019? Uh, we have one in here from Tech Lord, right? Yeah. The Tech Lord at Lex Pendragon said, I am behind in my comics, and I just read Ghost Rider 2099, and it felt like a 1999 cyberpunk movie. I loved it. <laughs> Give me more. This week at Marvel, more. Yeah. <laughs> Brian at KC Schmitty says, War of the Realms and all the tie-in spinoffs, Punisher Kill Crew, namely, were awesome. Nothing can prepare you for the image of Frank, Foggy, and the Juggernaut riding in a van through space. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Amy Thunderjam at If She Be Worthy, who is awesome. Amy's great. She said, overall, Taika handing Natalie Portman her own damn hammer at Comic-Con. She be worthy. Uh, in comics, probably Malekith getting torn apart by his own beasts in War of the Realms. Oof. A buddy of mine who I went to, to school with back in the day, Rob Dalton, he says, when Cap stands alone, ready to die fighting Thanos, and then on your left. Oh. Chills, right? Yeah. So good. Too hot to Randall at Randall Vaudre saying, listening to C.B. Sobolski and Tom Brevoort recount 80 years of Marvel history at D23 Expo, and of course, Marvel Comics number 1000. Uh, Steve Oz at MXA Ghost, who's really playing to the crowd here. Of course, <laughs> listening to This Week in Marvel. Yeah, Aww. well done. Jordan Simkin at J-Rod Simkin says, MCU, Cap catching Mjolnir in the fight with Thanos in comics. Absolute carnage or Silver Surfer Black. Absolute carnage. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Holiday Nerd Studios at Pixar Nerd Studio says, <laughs> I have a ton. I mean, MCU movies and announcements were amazing. Still crying after Endgame's ending. My favorite moment has to be Marvel Comics number 1000. I love the collaboration that had to happen to make it. Absolute Carnage is a close second. Our pal Sophia at SophiaSan55, who's with us with all of our live streams and premieres and everything we do. She's, she's so great. Uh, she says... To be honest, being able to watch all of you at New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con and distracting me from my routine. Thanks for the great time. Also, shout out to Lorraine Sink's book, Powers of a Girl, Aww. another highlight of 2019. Did that come out in 2019? Yeah, guys. You didn't even talk about it. What? Okay, new life highlight. I wrote a book. It's called Marvel Powers of a Girl, about 65 powerful women who punch this guy and kick some butts. And uh, it was a really amazing experience. Also, shout out and thank you to my artist, Alice X Zhang. She's an incredible artist. That book would not have been a shadow of what it was without her because she's incredible. 
I wrote a book. Please read it. I'll check it out. Oh, also, can I say, I'm just going to toot my own horn a little bit. Toot toot. I just got picked for the New York Public Library's Top Teen Books. Yes. Which Congratulations. Which was really cool for That's 2019. Great. So yeah. I'm very, very proud. Yeah. Yeah. What a year. That about wraps it up. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Percy Verlin and Zachary Goldberg. Our audio development manager is Brad Barton. Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. And special thanks to you. Yes, you. The person listening right now. We love you and have a wonderful 2020. I'm Ryan. I'm James. I'm Lorraine. And this is Marvel. Your Your universe. Universe.